Thank you, Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. It belongs to the King of Kings. It belongs to Jesus forever and ever. It belongs to you, Jesus. Forever and ever. Come on, all over the room, put your hands together this morning if you know that this battle belongs to the Lord. Come on, put your hands together for just a second if you know what victory feels like. Come on, if you've ever experienced the goodness of God, if you've ever experienced the power of God, if you've ever experienced Him showing Him so strong and mighty in the life, come on, lift up your voice this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. As we are smack dab in the middle of the holiday season, as we are in the middle of all the things that go along with the holidays, the parties, the decorations, the stress, can I get an amen? Let us never forget that in the middle of it all, it still belongs to Jesus. Let, Brother Carl, let us never stop saying it belongs to Jesus. In our jobs, with our friends, in our families, to our children, to our nieces and our nephews. Let us never stop speaking the name of Jesus Christ because it's in him we live, we move, and we have our being. It's in him there is victory. It's in, in him we're able. There is still no other name under heaven whereby men shall be saved. Let us never forget. Amen, amen. Well, it's good to be here this morning to all of our, our friends, our guests. If I did not get a chance to shake your hand, hopefully someone did, or give you a fist bump or high five, it truly is great to have you here this morning to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You may be seated. For the last year, almost every time that I've come up and I've had the opportunity to, to preach to you, I've had a singular theme. We've had a theme, an overarching theme for the year, which all of us that have come have spoken about and spoken towards. Pastor has led it off. Pastor Dan has spoken to it. And I have dove, dove into the kingdom. But inside of that broader theme, if you dissect all of our individual 
messages, you'll see that individuals have individual themes. And oftentimes it has to do not with you. Even though you were all wonderful and fantastic and, and great, but oftentimes it has to do with what the Lord is doing in us. What the Lord is working out in us, what the Lord is shaping in us, because oftentimes the Lord positions us in places and shapes us and, and sits us right in a spot that is not just for us, but he allows us to experience it so that we are able to then speak through and speak to it. And so... For the last year, I don't know why, but the Lord has talked to me about the shifting seasons. Over the summer, I did a series, talked about, it started off as the season of beasts. Anybody remember this? Yeah, a couple of you. Okay. And then we talked about, and that was a couple of weeks, and then we talked about the season of angels. And that was more rejoicing. That was, that was a good one. That was, that was a good one. That was a good one. And now we're getting towards the end of the year and we've shifted from summer to fall and now we're in winter. And so I know that probably is, is you know, fitting, but I want to talk about the gift of the season. I want to talk about the gift of the season because as we prepare, and as I've talked about a little bit already, as we prepare for this season of life, every year it is very interesting. Right? This time of year is very interesting. And I find, Brother Carl, as I've gotten older, as my knees start hurting a little more, as I don't have as much hair as I used to have, I've got to wear hats more often during the season than I used to. But as I've gotten older, I realize that my view of this season has shifted. I remember being younger and I was wondering, like, and I was so excited about what I'm going to get. What's going to get? I would make lists and I would check lists by going and picking up boxes and seeing their weight and see which one it could be. Anybody know that trick? <laughs> you know that trick? And then they start, you know, doing ridiculous things by putting extra stuff or, or things or just putting paper in the box. And that was very disrespectful. Parents, stop doing that, okay? Stop doing I need to cross-reference, okay? Don't do that to me. But now that I've gotten older and, 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 and perspectives have shifted, it's, it's not so much what I'm going to get, but I often now I'm looking forward to who I get to experience it with. Because as a kid, like, I didn't care if my brothers were there. Like, if they weren't there, great, more presents for me. It's wonderful. But now I couldn't imagine and fathom this time of year without them. You see, perspectives change as you go through different seasons of your life. And so as I'm preparing for this season and as I, you know, Sarah and I were talking about what we're going to get the nieces and what we're going to get the nephews and we're now making lists that are very expensive now. These lists now are just, I don't like these lists. Let me get those other lists back. Let me, let me pick out those ones. But, but we start going through and we're preparing for this season and, and we're working and, 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 and as we're getting ready for the things to prepare for our families to have an amazing Christmas and, and we're getting our houses ready and, you know, I've gotten to, the chance to visit some of you and I know your light bills are very, very expensive this year. Some of you just go all out. It is wonderful and fantastic. I still am like, turn that light off. Turn it off. Turn, turn them all off. Turn them turn them all off. But we're preparing ourselves and we're, we're getting our, our parties uh, uh, calendars ready and all of these things. But also this time of year is an opportunity for us to reflect. It's an opportunity for us to reflect and remember how far we've come 
this year. How many of you know that God has brought you a long way this year? Is there anybody that will just take one second and stand to their feet and put their hands together and say, thanks be to God that in this year you were in it. Come on, if God has done something for you, just take one second and put a praise to it and just, come on somebody, thank the Lord for just a second this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. It's important for us to remember from which we came. And in this season, it's, it's often we're thinking about what we get, but, but it's important for us to remember where those things we get come from. But it comes from the goodness and the grace and the mercy and the blessings of God. Some of you don't understand that you're able to have today because you had to sacrifice some things in the past and God is honoring those sacrifices. It's great to remember and reflect in this hour. This, offer, this, this season is often an opportunity for us to be thankful for the things that God has given us. Not just how far we've come, but where we are right now. To take inventory of the blessings that we have, to take inventory of our health. I understand that some of us may have had some journeys and some struggles, but let me tell you, God has blessed you no matter what. This hour that we live in this season that we're in, it's often times for us to reflect on the areas of growth in which we've experienced. It's often times for us, it's hard for us to, to, to recognize and to begin to take a, a, a notice of growth in the process of growth. But when you go back and reflect on those notches on the wall, you begin to see, well, last season I was right here and last season I struggled, but let me tell you, I've made it up into this mark and, and it's great in this hour and in this moment to just take a breath and, and take a beat and remember how much you have grown in the goodness and the grace of God. It's oftentimes in this season where I often remember back. I remember back and I reflect on what Christmas meant, like me, meant to me in years past. I remember the things that I've received. I remember the things that I had. I remember the things that I went through. I remember those things. And, and I often remember also the things that God has done for me to get me to this moment. Let me tell you, there is no bigger celebrator than my wife. My wife loves to celebrate. Big things, little things, no things. It's fine. It doesn't matter. And I'm not a big celebrator. Like the biggest moments, I'm like, woo, yay, get back to work. Like that's really how I roll. And so I've realized how important it is to take a minute to celebrate. And so in this moment, I often now am reminded of those celebrations. But not only is it an opportunity to reflect, but this season is an opportunity to give. I'm so grateful to be connected to a church that understands the power of giving. We understand how great it is to gather. We know how powerful it is if one or two or three of us just get together and, and how the Spirit of God just moves. But we understand also that that movement is not just for us. 
But God has blessed us in this hour, in this season, so that we can be a blessing to others. Some of us understand, and we've been in that season of, of, of he said that I, I, I'm going to bless you and it's going to be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Some of us understand what it's like to have that run over type of blessing. Some of us have lived in that run over of somebody else's blessing, and we said we want a little bit of that for ourselves. And, and so now we've lived our life in such a way that's pleasing to God, and he began to bless us because of that sacrifice and because of that honoring and that commitment. And so now we are living in a place where our overflow and our bubbling over is now blessing someone else and I'm so grateful to be a part of a church that is not just happy to gather for ourselves but we love the fact that God has blessed us so much that we're able to bless others I don't know what I could do I don't know if I could survive in a place where it's just for me but we understand that this is unto our children and our children's children and all of those that are far off and so in this season, as we're beginning to, as we're reflecting on the goodness of God in our lives and, and we're, we're working and we're doing those things, let us remember to give. I know as Pastor Dan already talked about, we, we talked in, in October about giving to our, 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 our uh, father's house in Columbia and we're so grateful for that. And Pastor Dan, I logged into my Bridgely yesterday. It kicked me out and I was very disappointed. I had to go through the whole thing again, but I got logged back in and I got to see my babies and I was, it was great and I prayed over them. And if you have not done so, please continue to do so because God is doing an incredible work in Colombia. Over the last few weeks, we've partnered with uh, the Washtenaw Area Fosters Clause and we've helped to support um, children and, and adults that are in the foster care system here in our local community and letting them know that people love them, that they are not forgotten, that they are still seen, that they are still valued, that we love them, that God loves them, that we have their back. And so that's been absolutely wonderful to participate in. And I'm so grateful for Sister Misha that is spearheading that and all of the team that is working towards that because that is important that we continue to show the love of God right here in our community. Next week, you'll hear about our continued partnership with Global Grace, which we have, let me tell you, I saw this on, on, on Instagram. My, my wife's on Global Grace's board and, and you know, we don't do board business and, and, and home business. So I don't always know what's going on. She knows, but I didn't know. But I saw on social media that we have helped support over 2 million meals being served to children in India. Like I... I I was just baffled and, and, and my mind was blown because I couldn't imagine cooking two meals. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, it's a struggle for me. But, but just to understand that we've had a hand in helping support over uh, uh, two million meals being served to children in need, like, that just, just blows my mind. And, and so next week they're coming and they're going to share with us how we're going to partner in this new year and, and helping. We fed them and we've done nutrition and we've done uh, school things and we've done beds and we've done these things and we built orphanages like like we've done some pretty incredible things and and I'm excited about what we're going to continue to do and they're going to present that next week and and helping to further the cause of, of what God is doing and so this season has so much power packed in it there's so much beauty and there's so much wonder and there's so much splendor but I don't ever want us to forget 
the reason for this season, and it truly is Jesus Christ. I am grateful that we serve. I am grateful that we give. I'm grateful that we sacrifice. I'm grateful that we gather, but it all is because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. I know that it's powerful. I know that it's beautiful. I'm grateful for this season, but you know what? I never want to forget that it's because Jesus Christ came and bore in the manger that I might have life. And so we understand that this season is an opportunity for us to show the love of Christ to the world. We know in Matthew chapter number, uh, chapter 1 and verse number 18, it says, and this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to, to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, it says that uh, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And in verse number 19, it says, then Joseph, her fiance, was a good man. He was a great man. He, he didn't want her to be disgraced and he didn't want her to be ostracized. He didn't want people to make fun of her. He, he cared about her and he loved her. So it says that he, he, he put her away and he decided to, uh, to break the, the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The reason that we take time in this season, the reason that we spend time together, the reason that we gather, the reason that we spend, the reason that we give is because we are celebrating the birth of a savior, because we are celebrating the birth of Emmanuel, because we are celebrating the coming of a king, because we are celebrating the fulfillment of scripture because we are bringing prophecy to life that's the reason for this season it's not for us to shop it's not for us to get and to give but it's to give glory to God in the highest because there's peace on earth and goodwill to me. we were given a gift in this season we were given a gift of a savior was wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger. But Sister Roseanne, we were given a gift that brought about victory for every one of us. We talked about and sang about earlier, victory belongs to Jesus. It's because he came that I might have life and life more abundantly. So as you're reflecting on how far you've come, as you're reflecting on the growth that you've made, as you're reflecting on years past, as you're spending time thinking about all the goodness that you have, as you're giving, you're giving to these great causes, as you're giving to your community, as you're giving to your family and your friends, your time, your effort, your energy, your finances, I ask you to please take a moment. Please take a beat. Please take a breath and give God glory for who he is, for what he's done. Because you would not be able to give if he did not come. You would not be able to celebrate if he had not come. 
So Pineview Church, let us never get out of the habit of speaking about the goodness of God and what he's done and who he is. Because it's through him that we have life. It is through him that we have hope. It is through him that we have peace. It is through him that I have joy. It is through him that I know love. It is through him. Can somebody say amen for just a second? Amen, amen, amen. But I want to remind you of something. We find that in this season, Joseph and Mary were to be married. And we find that Mary became pregnant. And Joseph, it doesn't give us a step by step, a, 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 a moment by moment dialogue of, of their conversations or or a stream of consciousness of what Joseph felt, but, but we can interpret some feelings based upon some actions. Joseph comes to find that this, his, 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 his fiance, this, this one he was expecting and wanting to spend his life with, has become pregnant. And he knows it's not by him. And can you imagine the anguish the pain of this realization and revelation. Can you imagine? You see, this season, as I've read the, the Christmas story over and over and over again, like I could probably quote it all to you. And, and so I start now beginning, I was thinking more so about like, how could they have felt? Can you imagine the devastation? Because as I was getting married and as I was, as was preparing to, to marry Sarah, I was thinking about all of the things in our future. All the, all the plans that I had and all the things, and I was so excited about them. I was so excited about this vision I had for us together as a future, as a couple. And I imagine that Joseph had the same view of, you know what, this is what our life is going to be. There's so much excitement when you're, when you're engaged. There's so much of that, that, that giddiness of, of, of what's to come when you're engaged. And, and can you imagine just him, the, the feelings when this revelation comes and he has to make the gut-wrenching decision to break it off? Can you imagine the heartache that it takes to come to the decision. But also, it speaks to the humanity and the, the character of Joseph that, that he didn't take out a, an ad on Facebook and say, look at her, look at what she done did to me. Right? But it says he, he wanted to respect her. He still cared about her and he loved her. And though it was painful and though it was heart-wrenching, but, but he still wanted to make sure that she was okay. And so, so he wanted to do this quietly and he wanted to do this respectfully. But it was in this moment of anguish where he'd come to a decision that would change the course of his future that an angel of the Lord came unto him. And this angel of the Lord spoke something to him that is so powerful. He says, Joseph, fear not. Do not be afraid. 
You see, I don't know about you, but I would have loved if the angel would have just told him first, Joseph, Mary is impregnated by the Holy Spirit, so don't be afraid. Does it ever help for somebody to come in an hour of fear to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, hey, let me tell you, hey, bro, don't be afraid. It's kind of like, and Sarah yells at me like for this all the time, because as I told you, like, I'm not a big celebrator. Like, I'm not always great at comforting. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I'm, that's, like, I feel like God has gifted me in so many areas. The area of comfort is not one. I'm still growing. I'm still, that's 2024's goal. I don't know about 2020. I didn't make it that far in 2023. But, but, but oftentimes, like, I'll see, like, a, uh, someone crying. And I'll be like, hey, hey, stop crying. And she'd be like, Stefan, great, good job, <laughs> wonderful job. Like, that definitely helps, right? Like, 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 the angel comes and says, do not be afraid. I don't find that helpful. Just the words, don't be afraid, is not something that brings calm to my spirit. If you give me a reason to not be afraid, then I can find my fear dissipating. But just coming and saying, do not be afraid, does not help my fear. And oftentimes what we experience in our lives are our moments. And even in this season that we are in right now, this holiday season, we experience moments of fear and of doubt and of stress. I often have conversations with people that are often in this moment stressed beyond the norm because of this season. And I feel in my spirit like I want to just go and be like, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. And it's easy for me to say, because I'm not going through the storm. But when you're in the middle of a fight for your life, and someone says, come and don't be afraid, it's hard for them to grasp that idea. But let me tell you this. Throughout the scriptures, we find moments where God is showing up and he's speaking words to those that are in need. You see, in that moment, Joseph is hearing from the word of the Lord saying, don't be afraid. But what if, I, if I could go back, I would, I would show him some things. I, I would show him how in Luke chapter number two and verse number one, it says that it came to pass in those days that there was a decree from Caesar Augustus that all should be taxed. And this tax was first made when Cyrenius was, was governor of Syria and all went to be taxed, everyone in his own city. And Joseph also went from Galilee out to the city of Nazareth into Judea and to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and the lineage of David and, and to be taxed and with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that they were there those days um, were accomplished that she should be delivered. And, and, and in this moment, we find that, that, that Joseph, again, is trying to figure out how to navigate with his wife that's pregnant. He, he's told not to be afraid. And now he's got to travel all this way with this pregnant wife and he doesn't have the luxuries that we have. And so I can, again, imagine the fear and the frustration, but, but, but they're all going because Caesar Augustus has told them that they need to be taxed. And it's a very frustrating and a very uh, inconvenient time for them to do this. But, but you know what? He's 
moving from one place to another. And, and now that we're sitting in 2023, we understand that, you know, the Bible says that he has to be from uh, the, 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 the lineage of David. And, and we find that Caesar has made this decree. And so everybody's like, okay, it works out. Caesar made it happen. But let me get a little nerdy for just a second. Caesar says that everyone in the entire world should be taxed, which that's pretty conceited to think that you can tax everyone in the world, but okay, whatever. So he says everybody needs to be taxed, which includes Joseph and Mary having to move. We could think that that's coincidence, that Joseph and Mary are just moving because Caesar has told them they've got to be taxed and everybody's got to go to their hometown. But I had a conversation with a friend or a buddy last week, and he's a believer. And we were having a discussion about their, one of their family members is having a health crisis and, and, you know, like things worked out so much better than they thought and so much better than the doctor thought. And he said, Stefan, we got lucky. Let us never stop talking about the goodness of God. And I got righteous indignation. Like it, did, it wasn't on purpose, okay? It wasn't on purpose. Like it was I, was, I was really calm and chill until he said we got lucky. I was real happy until he said we got lucky because I said luck has nothing to do with this. Luck has absolutely nothing to do with this. This is not just by happenstance. This is not just by chance. This is not just something that just took place because I said, this is the hand of God on your family's life. This is the hand of God on your life. This is the hand. This is what it looks like to be a child of God. This is not lucky, but this is what God has promised us. And Joseph moving and having to move and Mary having to experience this is not just by chance. It had nothing to do with Caesar, but it's the hand of God making sure that his promises come true. So I wish the angel would have said, let me tell you, Joseph, fear not. Let me, let me show you why. Because the hand of God has been on your life from the very foundations of the world. So let me tell you, Joseph, that's why you can fear not. That's why you can do not be afraid. We find that throughout the scriptures, this is not just the only example. In Matthew chapter number eight, we find something amazing this has nothing to do with the Christmas story, but has everything to do with something that has rocked me. Matthew chapter number eight, there's a circumstance where it says a ship entered, uh, when they entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. So Jesus and the disciples are in the ship. And it says, behold, a great tempest or a humongous storm came about and, and you know, the ship was covered with waves and, and everything they were rocking to and from. And so, as I was reading this, I was reading this yesterday and this morning, 
I was listening to a song. I was listening to it on repeat. Uh, Noah, who's back there today, was riding with me the other day. And we, was, we were riding from Ann Arbor to my house. And I think he had to listen to this same song eight times on repeat. And it's because I don't get to, I don't get to hear it very often. It's a Christmas song, so I don't get to hear, hear it very often. And it's a Christmas song that is like forbidden in my house. Sarah doesn't forbid very much. And let, let me say this. I'm about to tell y'all, do not bully my wife about this, okay? <laughs> y'all last time I told y'all went and bullied, do not be bullying her for this. But let me tell you, she hates the song, Mary, Did You Know? She absolutely hates it. Because my wife is like one of those literal Christians that just is like, you know what? The angel told her, so yes, she knew. The angel, like, and she'll get, at, don't, don't ask her. Don't even, if y'all bring it up, okay? Don't do it, don't do it. But she will tell you, of course she knew. And y'all know how sweet she is, right? You know how sweet she is? Like, you want to see an attitude. Ask her, did Mary, did you know? <laughs> ask, ask her. Did Mary, know? did Mary know? Of course she knew. I got to go back to the chiropractor. <laughs> got to calm that down. <laughs> but she'll say, of course Mary knew. Because the angel talked to, talked to her. So in some, Mary, did you know that your baby boy, something, 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 I don't know, all these things. But as I was listening to this particular version, and Noah was in the car, we're listening to it over and over again, there's one particular part that touched me like so deeply. And it asked about, Mary, did you know how powerful the baby, the gift that you had was actually going to be? Did you know how uh, uh, impactful that which was born in you and what was, was, was contained in you and what you were carrying, how, how, how truly uh, world-changing this was going to be? Did you know? Like I, I, did you know? But then it asks a question, do you, me, do I know? You see, we spend time in this season and we, we understand how good God is and we celebrate, you know, the reason for the season and the gifts, but, but do we understand how truly powerful and impactful and, and world-changing the power of God that is in us truly is? Do we understand how uh, amazing the, 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 that which is contained in every one of us, how truly impactful it really is? Do you know how the presence of God that resides in you can change your world? Do you know how the word that was spoken in you by the voice of God is able to change the circumstances of your situation, is able to change the, 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 the trajectory of your family? Do you really know? Have you spent time reflecting on how powerful God is in your life? Do you know? And let me ask you this. And this is what like gets me. Dan, do we live like we know? 
does my life show that I know? Do my actions show that I know? Does how I respond when the enemy comes in like a flood show that I know? That when life's storms come in so hard and so strong and so mighty, do I know? You see, Matthew chapter 8, the disciples had spent some time with Jesus and, and if you would have gone to them and asked them, hey, hey, Peter, do you know how good Jesus is? He probably would say, yeah, this is a good guy, this is an amazing guy. Like, listen, and I'm special because I got to, you know, I'm one of the 12 and look at this, we're doing all these people and all these people are just around us and, and he's grabbing these crowds, like it's so great. Do you really know, Peter? Do you really know? Because in verse number 23, it says, and when he entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. And verse number 24, and it says, and behold, there was a great tempest and, and all the waves were coming and the things. And, 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 but it says, and he was asleep. And in verse number 25, and his disciples came and awoke him saying, Lord, save us because we perish. And he saith unto them, why are ye so fearful? Why are you afraid? Joseph, don't fear. Your life is about to get turned upside down, but it's okay. Disciples, you're on the brink of death, but don't be afraid. I'm going to end with this. Isaiah chapter number seven. We find that in this group of scriptures, don't put it up yet. Don't take it down. I don't want them to see it yet. The king of Israel is facing a great battle. The nation of Israel, not just the king. It's the whole nation. There's some other nations that have teamed up, that have collaborated, have made allyships, and are about to destroy the nation of Israel. And it says that their hearts were sore afraid. They're trying to figure out, like, how are we going to make it out? Like, we're about to die. This is terrible. Like, I don't understand. And Isaiah says this, he's like, what is wrong with you? Why are you so afraid? He says this, he says, ask of the Lord anything that he can show how mighty he is. And the king is like, I can't do that. I don't even know what to ask. There's, no, there's nothing to ask, I'm about to die. And so Isaiah says this in verse number, I think it's 14. He says, all right then, I'll tell you. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look. The virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. 
which means God with us. So King, I understand the fear that you possess because of the grandness of the problems that are present in your life. But fear not. Because for unto you, born this day, is a Savior. Whose name is Emmanuel. That name Emmanuel means that he is God with you. He's God with you in the midst of the tempest. This is why Jesus' response was, what is wrong with y'all? Do you understand how powerful I am? And I'm not in some far off place, but I'm right here with you. This is why Joseph, the angel, could say, Joseph, don't worry. I understand that this is a tumultuous moment. I understand that there's fear, but, but do not be afraid. Why? Because God is with you. There are some of us that think that this gift is contained to this season. The gift of God is not a December gift that you open up and you forget about and you put on a shelf and, and you have to try and figure it out on your own when, you, when the, the calendar hits January. But this gift, this gift of Emmanuel is with every single one of us. There are some of you in this room that knows what it's like to try and figure it out on your own. Here's my challenge to you today. Grab a hold of the gift of this season. There are some of you that are looking and as I talk about reflecting, your reflection isn't as positive as some others. When I asked if anybody has ever experienced the goodness of God, you look around and you see people shouting and you're like, I don't have something to shout about. I have struggled to make it to this point. And baby, let me tell you, you are in a room of people that have struggled. Is there anybody that knows what it's like to struggle? Anybody knows what it's like to fight and, and, and claw? Anybody know what it's like to just have just enough energy just to make it just another moment? Let me tell you what my mom used to say, don't let the cool taste fool you, baby. We know what it's like to be in the midst of a storm and our gut reaction is fear.
I know what it's like. But I also know what it's like to have been through storms before and seen the hand of God work miraculous miracles. And so let me tell you this. This gift isn't relegated to this season. But the word of God says that he is the same yesterday. He's the same as he's speaking to King Ahaz through the prophet Isaiah. Saying, y'all, nation, don't fear. He's God and he's with you. He's the same that spoke to Joseph, that said, Joseph, I understand what you're going through. I understand the fear that is present in your moment. I understand that you're perplexed and don't know what to do, but don't be afraid. He's the same that was in the middle, in the belly of that ship that was rocked by the waves and the wind and the turmoil and the stress that was consumed by fear of every person that was there that was able to speak to the waves and calm and peace was present. He's the same that went to that hospital room of my friend whose family member had no reason to make it, but they rose up. He's the same. And there's so many of you that can speak about what God has done that has a testimony of what God has done, that is a testimony of what God has done. He's the same yesterday. But some of you need to know that he's operating in this season right now. Some of us need to be reminded that he has not forsaken you. He has not forgotten you. But as they said, as the angel said to the, to the wise men, to those shepherds, unto you is born a, a savior this day. He is doing something incredible for you. He's operating and working for you. He's still right on the throne for you. He's still with you. In the midnight hours, he's with you. When you're on the mountaintops, he's with you. He's the same yesterday and today. But not just that. So I've got a four-year-old niece who I love with everything in me and she is the cutest thing that has ever lived. Sorry. If you thought that was you. <laughs> but one of the things is she doesn't like the dark. She is not a fan of the dark. And so, there's this, I want to make sure that she's, she's, she's happy and healthy but I also am looking at my electricity bill all the time, just 
So when we go into places that appear dark, we often will go in before her and hold her hand. And sometimes she goes a little slow. She goes a little gingerly. She doesn't know what's, what's in there. But I'll go in and the ability to flick the lights on. And when I've gone before her, when I've turned the lights on, it changes her demeanor. She starts off very timid and, 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 and scared and shy and apprehensive and could be crying. Like it is, it's a whole thing. We're working on it. But as soon as the lights come on, Hannah, everything changes. She's bright. She's confident. She's very loud. But because someone's gone before her and someone's turned the lights on, it changes everything. Y'all know where I'm going? He's the same yesterday, today. But some of y'all need to have hope for your future because he is forevermore. He's already there. He's already doing incredible things. He's already making ways where there seemeth to be no way. He's already opening doors. He's already bringing light in the midst of darkness. So that's not something I have to fear, but I can keep on walking in faith. As we stand all over the room this morning, and as the worship team comes, I took my glasses off, so my notes are done. I can't see nothing. I'm out. I need you to know this. We're going to have an incredible time next week. Global Grace is going to come and they're going to, you know, prick our hearts like every time. Like it happens every time. So it's going to just be prepared. We had an incredible time last week. Our children and the, the team did an amazing job doing that. Again, those that came out, I think it was yesterday for the foster's closet and, and helped to package all of those things to send. It's all wonderful. We are doing some incredible things in this hour. But don't forget, there's a gift available to every one of us. There's a gift available to every person. We were at a family Christmas thing last night and one of the games we had to play was, uh, I don't even know the name of it, but it was like you had to sell something. And they keep, it, it kept going where they were selling like things to get to heaven. There was like heaven socks and heaven drinks or something, I don't know. There was all these things. And then it turned into like a Bible study because we're like, none of this is going to get you to heaven. None of this. Lest ye be born of the water and of the spirit. During this Christmas season, there are some of you that are trying to figure out how I'm going to make it, how I'm going to survive this. The gift of God is available to you for this season, for this Christmas specific season. His grace, his mercy, 
his kindness, his goodness, all of those things are available to you. There are some of you that are like, okay, God, I just need peace in my home. He is the Prince of Peace. It's available to you. Some of you, like this has been a, a weird experience for me because as most of you know, like I, I, my dad died this year and it's been very weird for me, very strange. Like all of these milestone things and like some of you know what I'm, I, I'm experiencing. And so I've just been praying for comfort. He says, I'm going to send the comforter to you. Gifts are available for this season. But they're not only exclusively for December, for Christmas. There are some of you that are looking forward to a future and you're having no clue what it's going to hold. That's okay. Because Brother Carl, I don't either. But I've made a commitment to myself that I'm going to bound into my future with enthusiasm and excitement. Not because of me, because I am weak. But in my weakness, he's given me a gift. In my weakness, he's made strong. And so I can believe that this battle belongs to the Lord. My future belongs to the Lord. Someone needs to say, my children belong to the Lord. Come on, somebody needs to grab a hold of your spouse and say, our marriage belongs to the Lord. Come on, somebody needs to speak over your finances and say, my finances, Lord, belong to the Lord. Come on, somebody right now needs to begin to say, my health belongs to the Lord. Come on, my mind and my peace and my thoughts belong to the Lord. Come on, my strength belongs to the Lord. My future and my goals belong to the Lord. Belongs to the Lord. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask Brother Carl and some other of our prayer elders, if you can come and just hang around. I'm going to ask that you all come. Take just a minute. Take just a minute to reflect on what God is saying to you this hour. On what it is that you need from the Lord. This may be a private reflection. This could be like a family reflection. This could be kneeling, standing. I don't know. Like I, that, that's up to you. But I'm going to ask everyone to step forward. To step out of your seats. Maybe step out of your comfort zone just a little bit and connect with the gift that is available in this season, but in every season. If you need that gift, if you have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, we've got some people that are here to help you. If there are some of you that are like, what is this gift you're talking about? There'll be some people around. This is where I need you, Brother Carl. They'll be running away. that'll be able to help you. I'd be happy to pray with you. I'd be happy to talk with you. But if you know what that gift is and you have that gift, I'm gonna ask you to operate in it and watch what God does for your life. So go ahead and sing.
something wonderful. I'm going to ask you all to come and allow God to do incredible things. God bless you as you come. So good with every breath that I am made, I will sing of the goodness of In all my life, you have been faithful. Oh, all my life, you have been so, so good. Yes, with every breath that I am made, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. Oh, yes, you have. And all my life you have been so, so good. Yes, with every breath that I am made. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. You're good. Goodness is running after, it's running after.